for subscribing to the One Cause podcast. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing, so we believe that the more you hear these truths, the more they will benefit your life. Remember, all it takes is believing it. Who's happy to be in church today? Gosh, man, it's good to see y'all. Turn in your Bible to Psalm 37, Psalm number 37. This message today is called a gentle reminder. Anybody ever need a gentle reminder every now and then? The other day I walked in the house and uh, there was a very dark smell in the house. And Sophie was cooking herself some lunch or cooking an egg on the top of the stove. And she had gone to grab something out of her room. And instead of going back to get the egg, she changed her outfit (laughs) once or twice And uh, by the time she got back there, the whole pan was black. There was a lack of egg because it was black. It was just a black form, and it was it was really bad smelling. And uh, and I started to think, how important are reminders in our lives? How important I use my phone. I could not make it through a single day if I did not have my phone with me with all the reminders that it pops up and things it tells me to do. I have it remind me to go places, I have it remind me to text people, I have it remind me to study, I have it remind me to wake up. Everything I'm reminded. And today I'm here as your reminder to tell you how much God loves you and values you and cherishes you. This is a feel-good message because I believe God wants us to feel good. This is a life that doesn't always bring things our way that helps us feel good. And so today I'm going to bring you a gentle reminder that you are worth being reminded. You're worth being reminded. Listen to this. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, his, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. The, sub, or the title, the chapter heading of this chapter 37 in the book of Psalms is the heritage of the righteous and the calamity of the wicked. And I want to say to you this morning that you do have a heritage. I don't know where everybody is in this room today, but I want you to know that God has given you a heritage. I'm going to define that, okay? Heritage is this. It's valued objects and qualities such as cultural traditions, unspoiled countryside. That's property. Somebody say amen. Property. Property is pretty valuable nowadays. And historic buildings passed down from previous generations. This heritage is yours. God's heritage for your life comes through Jesus. Jesus brings, like Carl said, the things into your life that you have need of. Sometimes things that we don't even know we have need of. I love that. I walk into Home Depot and I kind of get overwhelmed too. I'm like, I see all the prices on the thing. And I'm like, you know what? My wife doesn't have to know until she sees the bank statement. But often I don't do that. Often I don't do that. David, you know, I would never do that. I text and say, can I get this? Because I don't have allowance yet either. I don't have cash or anything. So there's a heritage God has for your life. It's these things that are passed down and it starts with Jesus. It starts with Jesus. That is everything. So if you're taking notes, here's the first thing I want you to remember. If You want to advance in your walk, in your life. Just accept God's promotion. Sometimes it's hard for us to see ourselves in this place, in this manner, like God values us. 
because of the things we've done, because of the things people have said to us, because of the mistakes we've made, we disqualify ourselves. I think sometimes unknowingly, we disqualify ourselves. We say, no, no, I've never been able to do that, or I've never had that, or I've never, I'll never live there, I'll never drive that, I'll never be whole, I'll never be healthy again because of, the, because of what people have said to us and circumstances laid right in front of us. But Psalm 37 describes the difference between the heritage of the righteous and the unrighteous, and God wants you to know that He does have a wonderful future for you. Somebody in here today may be the first day of the rest of your life. If you see it like that. If you see it like that. It may be the first day of the rest of your life. This may be the day where you say, you know what? I'm tired of that. I'm tired of thinking like that. I'm tired of talking like that. I'm tired of hearing that. I'm going to change. And today's the first day of the rest of my life. God is a God of promotion. I don't know about you, but I have received jobs that I didn't feel I was qualified for. Anybody else in here been there before? I've received jobs where I didn't feel qualified. And evidently, somebody thought I was, and I worked my way into it, and it went great. We have some military people in here. We have some veterans in here. I have friends and family members who've been in the military. The military is about promotion, right? What, what do you, what, how does that start? I see something in you as a superior. I'm not your superior. But I see something in you that you do well. I think you could do this well at another level and help other people do this well. So let me know that you can do this well by passing this exam. And then you're promoted. See, the great thing here is that Jesus is doing the promoting. Everybody smile real big. Give me a big smile. I like smiles. I like smiles. I like to keep it happy, you know. Jesus has done the promoting. It's our job to accept that. It's our job to see ourselves differently. It's your job to say, you know what? I am different. I'm going to talk different than I used to talk. I'm going to speak different than I used to speak. Listen, I've said it many times in this place. When I first got back into church and started living, living my life focused on God, the Lord told me how to hush first before he told me the right words to say. That just helps me. Sometimes it, I, I need to, sometimes it helps me just to, mm, okay, yes. I'll stop now. Lord, help me with the right words because the wrong words are about to come out. So I got to stop here. But listen to this. <clears throat> Let's back up to the first few verses of this psalm. In verse 1 it says, Don't fret or do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the, the green herb. Now, verse 3, trust in the Lord. This is the base. This is the foundation. And do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Wow. Seems to me like I'm supposed to base myself on this, on these things that God has said, right? Which takes the pressure off me. You've been in a place where you felt like you had to produce, you had to make it happen, you had to do everything right, everything was on you. Man, salvation's not that way. 
Trust the Lord. Listen to that. That word, that Hebrew word, trust, means to hurry for refuge. Sometimes we got to just run to get there. This should be that place. This should be that place where people have to run to get to. This should not be the place where people run from because of backbiting and dissension and words and actions. This should be the place where people want to run to for the answer. Listen, you got the answer. You have the answer sitting in this place that somebody needs. Trust the Lord. Hurry for refuge. That refuge is Jesus. That's where it starts. That's where we know our life can be. Feed on his faithfulness. That means tend to tend a flock. That word feed means to tend a flock in Hebrew. Listen, I'm going to ask you this morning, what better way to tend your flock than on his faithfulness? I'm here to remind you today that God has done great things in your life. And it's our job as believers to to testify or tell each other, hey, listen, he did it for me. He's going to do it for you. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to pray with you. If you have a need, let me know. We're standing together. I would rather tend my flock on his faithfulness than anything I have to produce. Does that make sense? On his faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord. I don't know why I'm so loud today. I'm sorry. Delight yourself in the Lord. Oh, those of you that like control. Raise your hand right now if you love to be in control. You know what that Hebrew word means for delight? Delight yourself in the Lord. It means to be soft or pliable or flexible. It means be soft or pliable or flexible. Delight yourself in the Lord. Allow yourself to be flexible. Because why? Because I know that anything that comes up in front of me in life doesn't matter as much as as my relationship with him that he loves me first, and that I win in the end, and that I am an overcomer, and that I, the Lord will defeat this giant in my face because he loves me. Not because of anything I've done or not done, but because he loves me. Be flexible. When you change your mind, when you change your perspective to that flexibility, like really no matter that what comes along is yeah, it's just, ugh, it doesn't matter. I hope I'm helping somebody. We've been through a rough couple of years, folks. And the enemy's tried to separate us and disband us. And we're still sitting in this room testifying of God's goodness. Testifying of healings, financial breakthroughs, second chances, salvations. He says, commit your way to the Lord. That means roll together. And I would ask you this morning, who are you rolling with? Who are you rolling with? Because it's best to roll with Jesus. That sounds really corny and really cliche, but it is absolutely 100% the truth. Who are you rolling with? I've been at places in my life where I have been rolling with questionable people. I'll say that. If that's you, don't look at your neighbor. Don't look at your spouse. Just look forward. If you're one of those questionable people, don't worry about it. We can work through this. I've been there before and I realized I got to do something different. This is, I'm, it's really easy for me to make bad decisions around this. So if I separate myself from this and commit myself to the Lord, 
things are better. Amen? Okay, lastly, rest in the Lord. This word, this Hebrew word for rest means to be astonished. When's the last time that you were blown away at God? Now, I know there are a few people in here that have had recent testimonies and amazing things happening, but when's the last time that you were taken aback, astonished, blown away at God's goodness? Maybe you need to remind yourself. Maybe you need to allow someone around you to remind you that God is for you. And that He is an astonishing God. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. We're back to verse 23 and 24. I'm bouncing around today, but that's okay. It's all good. It's scripture. It's all good. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. That word good means valiant. The steps of a good man, a valiant man, are ordered by the Lord, which simply means established or prepared, and he delights in his way. I'm going to be honest with you. Years ago, I had read that second part of the scripture backwards. It says he delights in his way. What it actually says is capital H. He delights in your way. Maybe it's just me, but I've read that wrong before. Like, oh, I delight in God's way. Oh, God is great. And he is. But this scripture says he delights in your way. And he delights in your way because you have received this life that Jesus has for you, that he wants for you, this abundance that he's laid out for you, this life of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He's laid this out for you. And he's pleased when you walk in it. It doesn't say he's pleased when you live the perfect life and you never blow it and you never mess up and you never say a bad word and you never speed. I say that because I was on the way here just a little while ago speeding. But it says he delights in his way. He delights in my way. Man, that should, that should level yourself up. Say self. Okay. We're going somewhere, right? We're headed somewhere. Let's see ourselves like God sees us. It's a perspective shift. Listen, knowing who you are and what is yours causes you to live in such a way that God is pleased. Knowing who you are and what is yours causes God to be pleased because you're walking in that. You're living the best life that he has for you. And if you're not there today, that's okay. Because he has better. He has better. And this is why these witnesses gather, and I'm speaking words out of the Bible to uplift you. We're going to go there in a second. Your life is going to change. Listen, your life will change the moment you realize and focus on what he's done for you. And he's given you this perfect start. Sometimes we go through life We've been saved for years. We've been in church for years. We've been doing this thing, and we, and we forget about certain things. Or this becomes a little too familiar. Sometimes my seat is even too familiar. I'm going to switch it up next week, right? Just to remind myself that there's something different out there. Let's, switch, let's change it up a little bit. Where am I? Okay. <clears throat> Her dad and her husband used to say, remember who you are. Remember who you are when you leave the house. That's not remember what you did. It's not that. 
It's not remember what you did. Remember last week. Remember when you missed church. Don't miss church. Hmm. That's, I'm a pastor. That's what I have to say, right? There, I, honestly, there's something different when you're not here. It's different. There's a void. Okay, remember who you are. This is past versus future talk. It's not remember what you've done. It's remember who you are. That's my future. That's my present and my future. It's not remember what I've done. That's the enemy's job, to steal, kill, and destroy. But he has come that you would have life and that more abundant. Number two, say number two. Number two. Listen, those of you that have struggled in life and had ups and downs, I want you to hear this, okay? I want you to hear this. Don't view failure as a demotion. Don't view failure as a demotion. See it as a chance to refocus on what God has for you. You know what? I may, have, I may be down, I may be out, but that's where I'm headed. That's what God has for me, and I'm just going to keep saying it until I stinking see it. Does that make sense to you? I shouldn't have said that probably, but. Verse 24, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. Obviously, that word fall means to fail or fall, but that word cast down is deeper than just cast down. It actually means in the Hebrew to throw away or cast out. That is not your God. Man, I say it as many times as I can. God is a God of second, third, and fourth chances. Jesus came and sought out people that needed a fifth and sixth and seventh chance. So why are we disqualifying people? I'm just going to say it. Why are we doing it? Why are we judging people? Why are we looking at people in the wrong way? Let's be the church. Let's be the church that walks out there and says, you know what? If you have, well, this is a bad example, but leprosy. Lord, if you're willing, cleanse me. I am willing. I, number one, I am willing. Number two, be cleansed. Be thou cleansed. That's what Jesus did. He brought the answer. Man, you are not thrown away, you're not casted out no matter how far you've gone, no matter what things you've done in your life, you will not be cast out. Listen, we've worked through, as pastors, we've worked through some interesting scenarios before. Let me rephrase that. God has worked some interesting scenarios out before with people. And they have fallen and failed and felt terrible and, you know, been through sickness and anything you can imagine. But the Lord upholds him with his hand. That's what the second part of this verse says. The Lord upholds, that word upholds means he props up or allows to lean on. Anybody ever, ever needed some place to lean on? Man, I have. You ever been so tired and, there's, and you can't, you, you just, you're standing up and you're like, I've got nowhere to go. I feel like I have to just lay down, right? It says the Lord upholds him, you, with his right hand. That word hand is the Hebrew word yod, which means what? The tongue, the mouth, but also means word, the word, right? Let me ask you this morning, what words are you allowing to prop yourself up? What, what words are you allowing to, your, yourself to be strengthened by? Are they words that are life? 
Or are you propping yourself up on something that's about to fall over because it's not those words? Maybe, you're, maybe you've been in a place in your life where you've propped yourself up maybe with an addiction, maybe with a, an unhealthy relationship, with the wrong words that were said. Listen, the Lord upholds you. The Lord upholds you with his word, with his hand. I have the pleasure of teaching a, a class in team ministry this semester at Christ for the Nations. And I walked into class a couple of weeks ago, and we did like a third grade project. It was fantastic, you know. I got these, all these adults of all ages in my class, people that have been in ministry 20 years, and I'm doing like kids' church stuff with them. It was great. Uh, but I gave them 20 sticks of uncooked spaghetti. You ready for this? Anybody in my class here? No? Uh, 20 sticks of uncooked spaghetti and a piece of tape, about that long, and a piece of string, about that long, and a jumbo marshmallow like the ones that were, who was cooking marshmallows yesterday? Will? Oh, like those fat marshmallows, right? And I said, the team that wins is going to be the team that suspends this marshmallow at the highest point from the floor without any extra support from the outside. Wouldn't you know that most of the team's towers, these team's towers were built on the most rickety support structures. Like I was laughing walking around going, you think that's going to hold up this massive marshmallow three feet in the air or whatever? And I was kidding with them, of course. But the, po the point of the story was, number one, work together and get along. But number two, that the foundation has to be solid. Foundation has to be solid. Because you can build something really high, and if it's all rickety at the bottom, it's just going to snap. And this says, this Bible says, that he upholds me with his right hand and with his word. And it's important that you remember, listen, it's important that you remember you got to allow the word of God to suspend you. In instances in your life when nothing makes sense, when there's a bad doctor's report, when an extra medical bill shows up that you didn't expect for $700. When you had a crazy fight with your spouse or somebody in your family that you think, man, this relationship's damaged. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you got to allow God's word to suspend you. It's a must. It has to happen. Because people will fail us and people will lie to us. But God's word is true. Listen, the word is, it bring, it's bring, mm, the word brings into your life certain things. Sometimes it's going to be, it brings you faith. Sometimes it's going to bring you identity. Sometimes it's going to bring you comfort. Sometimes it's going to bring you correction. Sometimes it's going to bring you healing. But on the other side, if you don't allow that, if you don't look for that and see that that's what God has for you in this moment, in this season with this word, if you don't see that, then instead of faith, you're going to see doubt. Instead of allowing the word to give you identity, you'll see confusion. Instead of comfort, you'll see that suffering, that comfort comes to heal. Instead of correction... There'll be pride. Instead of healing, there will be hurt. And if we sit in any of those things, we go off the rails. If we sit in doubt, 
If we sit in confusion, if we sit in suffering, if we sit in, in pride, if we sit in hurt or offense, we don't see the best life that's for us because our lenses are jaded and cracked that we see other people with, sometimes that we even see God with. Listen, Ephesians chapter 5, I'm going to close. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26 says, that he might sanctify and cleanse her, which is the church, with the washing of water by the word. This is the spoken word of God. That is why it is so important for us to tell each other how good God is. Listen, I know you're going through a tough time right now, but I love you and I just want to remind you that he did that for you five years ago. He did this for me three months ago. He'll do it again. He's a good God. He never changes yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. Speak the word of God over each other. Speak the word over your household. Speak the word over your neighbors. You're going to meet new neighbors. It's obvious. Speak the word of God. Let that be what suspends us and holds us up, strengthens us. Listen, today, this was only a gentle reminder a gentle reminder of how much God loves you, how much you mean to him, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've said. God is for you, not against you. And I'm here today as a messenger just reminding you that you are precious and you're valuable. And I want to pray for you this morning. You know, this whole journey starts... By just giving up control, just saying yes to Jesus, just saying yes to tomorrow, just saying yes to the next thing that God has for you. And that is Jesus. If you're sitting in this place or maybe watching online and you've never said, you know what, I need that. Something's got to change. I know that in here I'm not right. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Christ was raised from the dead, you'll be saved. It also says that Jesus was the firstborn among many brethren. He was the seed sown so that there would be a harvest of souls, a harvest of second chances, a harvest of us, people, believers, living in eternity in heaven. And so if that's you this morning, if you're sitting in here and you said, I've never done that before, but I need to do that today. Or maybe you're watching online. I just want to tell you, it's really simple. It's so simple that it's beautiful. God is so inclusive. He is not an exclusive, angry father trying to punish you. He is inclusive. He wishes above all else that we prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. And all you have to do is simply say yes to Jesus. The book of 1 Corinthians 15 says that he, he was crucified, died, and was buried. But on the third day, he rose again. He defeated death, hell, and the grave on your behalf and my behalf. So that we could say, you know what? I want to forget about this past. And I want to look forward to something good in my future. And so if that's you this morning, I want to pray for you. If you're sitting in this room and you say, you know what, I, I need that second chance. I need something to change. Just slip your hand up and let me pray for you. If you're online, I'm going to pray. I'm going to lend you some words. Let's all, let's say this together this morning. Because words are powerful and they're valuable.
Say, Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for Jesus. I believe that he died for me. And I receive this second chance, this new day, this fresh start. And I receive everything that you have for me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoying the podcast? If you want more, you can always visit One Cause Church on YouTube and Facebook to watch full services.